0: Hi everyone, this is Sarah Dimes and Yekemi Otaru, co-founders of Dukaru. Hi there, welcome to our Sofa Chats podcast where we talk to business owners and leaders about their business journey in an informal way. Thank you everyone for joining. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Yekemi Otaru. i one of the co-founding directors of Dukaru. Um, today I'm really excited because launching businesses is one of my kind of favorite topics to speak about. I think it's um, it's a bit of an art. And, you know, in my kind of career, especially since I started businesses in 2016, when I started my first business, which was Your Marketing Limited, I've learned so much and I've seen, you know, what doesn't work, what works, and the fact that what worked two years ago might not work now. Um, and that uh, you, you can't just copy what somebody else did. So I think that today is really going to be about sharing some of the experiences that I've had, what I've seen others do, um, as well as opening up the discussion to yourselves and taking some of your questions or concerns or experiences, especially if you've seen something different to what we're discussing here. I would love to have a really healthy chat about launching a business. Now I'll also say that what I'm talking about here, should be quite generic. So it should be able to apply to B2B type businesses where you're selling to other businesses, as well as B2C, which is business to consumer. So maybe retail or charities or things like that. Um, Some of these principles do apply across the board, but obviously you don't have a one size fits all. So again, good opportunity for some discussion around it. Okay. Uh, So, when you have an idea, I don't know if you're like me, you get really, really excited about it. Um, Usually I have to write stuff down, I draw pictures, I tell my friends, you know, it's really, really exciting. Um, And often people have this inertia though, so what do I do now? I've got this idea, what is the next step? How do I share this idea with the world? It can be quite daunting. And it's fair enough. It's a good question to ask yourself, because there's quite a few things you need to do to prepare yourself to launch your idea, whether you're an existing business looking to launch a new product or service, or you're brand new, you know, your idea is to launch a business from scratch, whatever it is, there's quite a bit of preparation to do. And the, um, I guess the penalty for not being prepared can be quite hefty depending on what kind of business you're in, how much money you're going to invest, resources and time. So it is worth spending that time to um, kind of pause and really think about what it is that you're trying to do when you launch your business or your idea. So today I like to you know, give an overview of what to expect. I'm going to talk about some stats i like numbers and stats so i like to share some numbers around starting businesses and launching we'll look at some types of launches now there are many types of launches but i'm going to focus on the most popular three types of launches Um, and then i'll look at when to use what type of launch and i'll show you some examples some quite close to home uh, and, and support that you can get going forward if you or someone you know is looking at um, launching a business or a product. So, especially for those of you that don't know me, why me, what gives me the right to discuss how to launch a business or what to consider when launching a business. I have uh, over 15 years of experience in the industry. I started as an engineer, working at places like Total and then Schlumberger. I moved into more commercial roles what at that time was called technical sales. And then I moved into to marketing and I've been in marketing for about nine years now. Um, I've started three businesses in the past four years. Um, some of you will know about them, some of you wouldn't. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the call, in 2016 I started Yo Marketing Limited, uh, very naive um, back then in terms of starting a business and made quite a few mistakes and learned from them. And then in 2018, I, I merged that business with Sarah Downs Limited, and we created Dukaru. And I would say that was quite a successful launch. We um, didn't pay for any PR or promotion, and we were able to get you know, a quarter of a million views on our launch, um, kind of our launch post, and we got thousands of comments and likes. And yeah, it's what I would call a successful launch. And then just what, six months ago, I launched a fashion brand, completely different business. And um, that's been a very different type of launch. It's been a different type of business. So I've been learning and I'm really keen to share some of that learning with yourselves. So, when we talk about launching business, the truth is that a lot of businesses are launched. Um, In the UK alone, 17 new businesses are formed every hour. So if you're thinking about launching a business or a product, you're definitely not alone. It's done all the time. And there's a lot of learning. But unfortunately, there isn't a repository where you can go to and see all the mistakes that everyone's making so that you don't make them. And what I'm going to try to do on this call is talk about some of those mistakes that are known and, and see how it can be avoided Um, when you're launching your own own business or or service. So what I want to do now is just pause a little bit and do a quick show of hands. If you are already in a business or you already own a business, please raise your hand so we can see how many of us, you already own a business right now. Raise your hand. Okay. So if you are thinking about launching a new business or product, um, could you raise your hand? Do you know where the raise hand button? It's on the, it's on the bottom. It says, raise your hands. You're launching a new product or business. Okay. brilliant. Some people are okay. Okay. Great. Thanks for that. So, yeah, so You're not alone. Um, People launch businesses all the time in the UK. Okay, So the thing about launching a business, though, is there are quite clear stats around the success of launching products and services. Um, There's an article from, I think it's Forbes, that shows that 40% of all the kind of product ideas that that people have only 40% of those actually make it into the market. Okay, so that means that there are 60% of products that just never make it out, they never make it out the door, they never make it off the shelf. Um, and out of those 40% that make it to market, 60% actually go on to generate any revenue at all. So, again, quite interesting stats. And that means that overall, there are 76% of products and service ideas never sell at all. And there are reasons behind that, so so don't despair and I'll share those reasons. But it's good to see that so that, you know, if you're looking to bring something to market and you're coming along some challenges and there are things that you have to overcome, it's quite normal. Um, And there are some ways that you can reduce the, you know, some of the challenges that come along with that. So out of 2017, these were some of the stats around why those ideas don't get to market or why they don't gener- generate any revenue. And this is me also kind of setting the scene for what I'm going to talk about after this. So, yes, I'm speaking about launching um, your business idea, but there are some things that need to be done before you launch. So, first of all, the absolute largest is that 42% of startups fail because there's no market need so before we get to launching we need to establish that your your product or service actually has a market that your customers need that and that there are people that would pay money for whatever that service is now you can do that by market research you can do that by doing um kind of interview surveys focus groups that sort of thing but Almost half of startups fail because there is no need for their product or service, and that's significant. 23% fail because they don't have the right team. And by right team, I mean they don't have the right experience. So, you know how hard it is to be starting a business in an area that you actually have no idea about. Even if there's a growing trend and there's a market need, if you or anyone, you know, if you and your team don't have the expertise or experience, it could be a real, um, well, it could really affect you and it could prevent you from succeeding. So that's kind of the, the, the second um, point I want to make. And then you've got the fact that the product might be poor. So it's, it's not high quality enough. It doesn't meet the standard of the market. Again, why you need to have the expertise and the experience to make sure that you're actually providing um, a product or services that is of, of the highest quality. And then we come to what we're talking about today. So what I'm talking about today impacts 14% of startups. So 14% of startups failed because it was a poor launch and poor marketing around what it is that they were offering their market. And finally, actually lack of financing and investor interest is 8%. So it's affecting 8% of startups. Okay. So just to highlight the, the assumptions around this. So um i've spoken a little bit about what you need to do with kind of making sure that you've got the right um product so it's good quality and it's meeting the standard of your market you've done some market research and you know that there is a market need um you have the right people on your team you've got the expertise you're funded all that kind of thing so going forward from the point of this call the idea is that you already have a business idea You do have some funding, some resources, and that there is evidence that your idea is a good idea. And by good idea, I mean that there's a market for that idea. Um, And finally, that you have the expertise and experience to to actually do the launch. Because I'm gonna be focusing on how to launch as opposed to how to validate a business idea. Um, That's something that we can absolutely help with, um, doing market research and looking at a business plan to make sure that you've got what it takes to really get behind that idea and make a good job of it but it's just to let you know that from this point onwards i'm going to be looking at type of launches which i think is important for everybody something to keep at the back of your mind even even if you're not right at that point of launching it's really crucial to understand the different ways that you can launch so that you understand the resources that you need okay so types of launches um, so this is based on what I've seen in the market, what we've done internally, what we've done for clients. These are not the only ways you can launch a business. These are kind of the three most common ways, if you like. Um, and I've named them rocket, pilot, and community. Okay, and then I'll go into each of these individually so that you understand what we mean when we talk about rocket and pilot and community. Does that make sense of, Far, could you raise your hand if so far you understand what I'm saying, if that all makes sense, just so I know. Okay. Great. So we'll go first and look at Rocket. Now this rocket is so exciting. This is when you launch a business and it's all over the press and it comes as a little bit of a surprise to to everybody. And um, you know, it's it's exciting because it can take your competition unawares, but it's rarely the best option, actually. And often um and often if you use this you can you can risk not having enough support from the market and it's basically too much of a surprise if people are not expecting it um it can be quite expensive because a lot of work goes into the marketing into the pr uh, and and managing the influx of maybe you know orders whatever their business is that you get as a result of launching a rocket um yes so absolutely Gary. so this is definitely zoom Zoom is like this um, and often things like, well, companies like Apple, I would say that when they launch an iPhone it's a bit of a rocket um, as well. So in, in terms of rocket, I would say it's really the best option. It's great if you already have a massive following. you know. Um, so if you're already an established business and you have a massive following or you have a personal brand and you have a lot of you know, followers, you've been active on social media, um, it could be an option. Um, what I 'm going to look at next is when rockets is actually the option. So if you want to take a lion 's share of a market, rockets could be the way to go, and that's where maybe there are a lot of competitors out there, and you really want to overtake them quickly, you want to be a first mover. Uh, and you might want to do this when your, your product or service has a low market entry. So what I mean by that is it wouldn't cost another company or person too much money or resources to copy you. Okay, um, I hope that makes sense. So if you know if you, if you launch too slowly and people got wind of what you were doing, could they easily just copy you? Could they just run ahead of you? If the answer to that is yes, then you might want to consider a rocket launch. Okay, and also especially now, you know, with the coronavirus and what we're in, there are some time-sensitive opportunities. So people maybe making face masks and selling them or hand sanitizers, for example. You know, there's not enough time to do research surveys and be you know creating funnels, just just sell it, right? Because there's a time sensitive opportunity, the time is now, and you could absolutely go for a rocket um, type approach. Okay. And then we've got a pilot, which is really common in, in kind of your, your B2B in. Industries, especially in oil and gas, actually where we operate a lot in, um, and technology companies use this a lot, because when it comes to um, a business-to-business situation, there is a need to build credibility and there's a need to make sure that it works, at least to a certain standard before you push it out. Um, so, a pilot option is when you you launch, but you don't launch it to the public. You approach maybe one company or a group of companies and you you provide them with that service in a controlled environment that is bespoke to that particular company so that through that engagement you build the credibility you get feedback from them so that you can improve on your product and service Um, and then when you get to a certain level a certain standard you then launch so often a pilot might look like a rocket to you know to the to the bystander it looks like the company just launched but actually behind the scenes they may have been engaging with with companies to refine their product or service so that's why i say you know sometimes we want to copy what people have done but we don't really know what it's taking to get the product or service to where it is this is also a great option if you're a startup looking for early case studies and the case studies are powerful so you'll understand for instance if you saw a press release where a startup says oh yeah we've we've launched this amazing new um, software that does this and that coming by from us Versus, if they put a press release that say we've we've released this amazing piece of software BP have used it anHS have been using it for a while now and you know and maybe I don't know BMW have also been using it that is a more powerful launch so pilot is great for that but it has its downside like all other launches you know it's can be slow because you're you're spending time um, you're you're spending time dealing with one client and you might have some bureaucracy within there and you know the more time you're spending with that client um, the further away you're get you you are from you know a public launch where you can you know you can cater to to more clients basically you might have IP issues and this has come up sometimes over the years when I've worked with oil and gas services companies where they maybe go to an oil operator to, to test out a particular idea and that operator wants some kind of exclusivity or wants to own part of that technology. So that could be an issue. Um, it could be that whoever you launch your service or product to um, become so invested in it that, you know, they might take your idea and, and use it or they just don't want you to, to share that idea with the world. And, and that, that's perfectly, perfectly possible. This pilot might be less attractive to investors. Again, I'm being quite general here, but if an investor is looking for quick returns, then a pilot might feel like it's, um, you know, it's, it's taking too long to sorry, an investor might feel like it's taking too long for this product to really start to gain traction in the market. Um, pilot can be quite low risk because you're taking usually one company at a time, or one kind of test based at a time. You're able to throw all your resources and time into it. You can provide quite um, intense support for that client. So whenever there's a the problem, they're on the phone to you. You can fix it. And so there's low risk of well losing money, low risk of um, you know reputational issues as well because you're you're really controlling that. I hope that makes sense. Uh, it might be that you're finding it difficult to to see the raise hand options. Um, I th- think it's on the participants. If you click on per- participants, you should have um, a list of everyone on the call and raise hand at the bottom. So if you found that just to try it out. If you found it, could you click raise hand? So I know you found it. Brilliant. You found it. Oh, fantastic. All right. So everyone's found it now. Please. Okay, so that is the pilot. So when do we use the pilot? When is the pilot a good idea? Well, the pilot is a good idea when you need to establish credibility, okay? And this normally happens when it's a novel idea, so it's quite new into the market, people are not familiar with it, or when you have multiple buyers. And what I mean by multiple buyers is if you're dealing with an industry where there there are a number of people that need to say yes for you to make inroads, then this is a good option. So if you need to get a yes from the CEO, but you also need a yes from, you know, some CFO, or you need yes from a community as well. If there are multiple buyers, and this is an opportunity for you to decomplex the sale and just pick one company or one group of companies and, and focus on getting it right before you go out there. It's great if you, um also want to establish use cases so show example of how that product can be used you know how that technology can be used this is great and it looks fantastic on like a new website you know you don't want to be a new company launch a website and it's basically empty it's just saying we do this stuff coming by it's more powerful to have a website where you've got already a couple of testimonials a couple of use cases a case study here and there and that helps you um well get more sales and it gets people um more invested and have more trust in what you're doing and finally if your product is service intensive so what i mean is um if you're rolling out a piece of technology that is not just here buy this and go away if it's something that you have to provide services around it you know there's maintenance or customer service or things are like that A pilots can be great because it allows you not to stretch yourself so thin, and to really focus on getting it right. And once you've gotten it right, and you've done it a couple of times with maybe different companies, then you can build some um, automation into that service, refine that process, you know, build out a s- systems that make it easier, and then you launch to the public, instead of being inundated with requests for services, and, you know, and that kind of hands-on support that might be required for your product or service. Okay, if that makes sense. And finally, we have community. So this is actually one of my favorite ones and it's what I use for Yoko which is my African fashion brand. And it's ideal for B2C. There are very few cases of using this in B2B, but um, it's possible to use it in B2B, but the most frequent cases are B2C. It's great if you're a social enterprise, a charity, or a people-focused business. You don't have to be a charity or social enterprise. It could be a for-profit prof- for business. But if it's people-focused, if it's really about getting buy-in from people and the really human aspect to your business, this could work. Um, a quick example would be, um, I don't know if you know of drafter, so that's a business here in Aberdeen where I am. and. Um, they have a platform that helps student get students get internships with companies. And it's it's B2B and B2C because they deal with students and they deal with other businesses. But they've really focused on people and part of their launch strategy included community, you know, things like crowdfunding and so on is an example of a community type launch. Um, startups looking to gain early support from potential customers as well. Um, they might look at community, so they want very early on to to show people that look, we've got two thousand people in our community that really believe in what we're doing. Um, and the beauty about community is that without having a product yet, you can actually start to build that community. You can start to find people that believe in your cause or believe in your service, and um, very early on start to to you know to get that support going. It can be very complicated because there are several moving parts you know you've got people and you've got um you've got people and you've got the different systems if you're doing things like crowdfunding or using influencers um it can be quite complex you might have some legal challenges to overcome so i'm not an expert in crowdfunding but i imagine that if you're offering um percentages um of your business in terms of crowdfunding that there will be some legal things there that you know you, you need to get some advice around um and it needs a lot of strong marketing and community building skills so community building is different from just getting more followers on social media it's really a strong interaction with um with people and, and getting to know them getting them to buy into your idea getting them really invested and really finding those people who are fanatical about what it is that you're doing so it's a different sort of um i guess marketing and requires um, a certain set of skills and finally i think that it can be unpredictable and I'm, I'm coming from a place where i'm not as uh familiar with launching through community i've i've done it like like i said with my fashion business um, so it's worth having a discussion on this call if we have people here who've used this before. Um, but I find that it can be quite unpredictable because you're depending on people. You can't say early on how much support you're gonna get, how much money you're gonna raise, and it can be high risk because of the you know the lack of pre- predictability. You know anything that you know has to do with with people and humans can be quite unpredictable because people are unpredictable. Um, okay. But it's a great option to use if you want to build a tribe. And building a tribe is one sure way of being successful at what you do, because you, you find those people who love you, love what you do, and will follow you anywhere, basically. So um, it's great for people centric products and services. It's great if you know strong word of mouth is going to be a key channel for you. And if you want early buying to launch, you don't want to just launch you know, into space, but you actually want people to support that launch so um, if you want people to uh, maybe the day you launch you want other people to be sharing that you've launched so to be maybe um, sharing your post and so on they obviously need to have known about it before and and have had some buy-in um, to what you're doing and supporting what you're doing okay so what I've done here is I've Put some examples that are quite local so that you get a, you get an idea of what it looks like in practice but i want to pause for a couple of minutes here and take questions because so i realize i have been talking for a few minutes um, so i'm going to pause and take any questions i'm also going to um, stop my video so if you've got any questions please just put it in the um the chat box and i'll take a few questions over the next sort of two to three minutes Okay, well, I have a question then. (laughs) Um, So I've spoken about three different um, types of launches. If you're familiar with any of them, could you put the one you're familiar with, the one that you feel like you recognize based on your time in the industry or in your business? Which ones do you feel like you've seen? Just type in the chatbot, I'll see. Okay. Rocket and pilot. Great. Has anyone used community or seen community? Yeah, okay, yeah, Darren, thought so. Okay. yeah yeah people push people using um their personal brand and promoting their personal brand and using that to serve are generally using community as a way uh i'm going to put the question in the chat because i think some people have audio issues so Right, if you think of any questions, um, I've asked you one now, but if you have one for me, just put it in the chat and I will, from time to time, go back and and look at it. Okay, so some examples, like I said. So most of you on the call, I believe, will be familiar with BrewDog. So BrewDog um, is B2C, it could be B2B as well, actually, because they do deal with kind of bars and restaurants and so on. Um, and they, they launched with a big crowdfunding um, exercise, and you will even see on here, there's something here that says community. So their launch is very much a community type launch, um, and following on from that, they've used other types of launches. So some of their new, like new beers that come out um, will be rockets and they've started doing they've got kind of restaurants and bars and things so again like i said at the start you can mix these launches but primarily brewdog has used community as a way to launch their their product to the market okay so that's an example um i don't know how many of you are familiar with um is it sweat (laughs) um they are a very new business, uh, I think they started in the past year, and they make water bottles from plants. So they make plant-based kind of water bottles, like bottles for, for running. Great, someone's heard of them. Um, and I was one of the people that um, was part of their crowdfunding last year. and they used community to to push their product out so they did a crowdfunding, and depending on how much you you supported them you got you know a number of water bottles and then you got it first so you got it before they launched to the public so that was a way of them getting support from the community before going out to the market with their product or service in the background it's possible and i don't know them intimately so in the background it's possible that it was a bit of pilot in the background where they maybe approach certain types of businesses maybe in i don't know fitness or something places that might find water bottles um, interesting for what they do they may have gone to them and done a little bit of a deal you know it's possible so that's another way that they could have blended two types of launches um the community with maybe a pilot type option okay with something like this that is so new, you know, plant based water bottles. I mean, I know I was a little bit confused about it when I first saw it. I thought, how are you gonna make a water bottle from plants and what are the benefits and all this kind of questioning. So you might be able to see how this company wouldn't just go for rocket because the whole market will be confused. They wouldn't they'll be like, what is this? Who are these guys? Like I've never heard of them. Um, what's this bottle? Is it safe? Who else has one? And all those kind of questions that we like to ask as consumers. So um, they've gone for community. And you may know DeepMiner, they're an about Aberdeen business. And to the world, it will look like this the, their platform, which is a B2B search engine was launched last week. But actually um, but actually it was thanks, David, speak to you later. Um, actually it, he's done a pilot, so he's done work with the NHS, for instance, in the background to use his platform. Um, and just to give you a background of this tool, it's like Google, but it searches mainly um, B2B sources and it doesn't track you, obviously, like the way Google will track you. And it looks at all the different sources, you know, news outlets and social media channels and online magazines, and it's really focused for the B2B researcher, okay, looking for topics that are related to what they're doing in their business. So the pretty really cool idea. So um, this product was launched last week, this platform was launched last week. But I bet you there were a bunch of pilots before that. And I know that NHS was one of them. So that's an example of how when you've got technology, especially something novel, that you, you don't just go off and launch it, you find you know a company or a group of companies that maybe have a challenge right now that you can solve with your product or service and approach them. And it may be that you, you provide that product or service at a bit of a reduced rate, just to get that use case, to get that case study in the bag um and i know some people would even do it for free i'm not saying you should but some people would do it for free just to get that use case or that case study in the bag but that is an example of you know of a launch and ringo so i came across ringo probably four years ago so ringo is a platform where you can basically be your own pr person you go in there and you can create a press release and it sends it to different journalists and media outlets straight from inside this platform. And the lady who created this, her name is Sarah, and I know that before she launched it, she had a lot of um, focus groups. So she had well-known PR people in her industry. This is based in Edinburgh she is. So well-known PR people in Edinburgh and in Scotland in general, testing out the platform and you know allow, allowing people to use it. And then from that stage, she moved to providing it free for a limited period of time to earlier early adopters and then finally it was launched to the market what i'm trying to show you is that when products are launched they don't just go off you know depending on what your product is your market some of that good stuff we talked at the start you know the kind of the assumptions about who your market is and the expertise and timing is also a huge thing and that's why something that worked five years ago might not work today. So part of what you need to consider is the the landscape and looking at the opportunities for you to test your product or service and um, move it towards a successful launch. So so we've talked about different um, kind of types of launches, some of the assumptions um, we've made in this presentation that you know you, you do have a product you have the expertise you have the right team you have the funding and so on so what is it that you actually need to to start so um i have some broad topics here and i i'm going to go through a checklist as well um just to show you the sort of things that you should be thinking out about so first of all resources and when i talk about resources i mean How are people going to find you how are they going to know about you is it through a website is it through an app is it a shop a physical shop is it an office like how are people going to come to you okay um and then you've got team so for launching i think that having a good writer is really key especially if you're doing a website and it can be a very simple website you know a landing page for people to come to and fill out a contact form or for them to find out a little bit more about you or a little bit more about a use case that you've put up or how to join um, a subscription or a community. I think having a good writer that can make that page compelling is really key for a good launch. As part of your team, you need a marketer. And I know a lot of people try to kind of do it themselves. And I think you can to a certain degree if you have an idea of what you're doing. Ultimately, having someone with marketing skills that understands how to build a community, that understands what good writing looks like, good design looks like, understands social media channels, and understands um, how to measure whether things are working or not, I think that's really, really key. Um, A lot of startups fall down there. They're not measuring. They don't know if their Google ads are doing well. They don't know if people are you know are actively engaging with their their content and if you don't know that you can't improve as part of your team obviously tech so if you're a technology company obviously you need tech um but also even if you're not a technology company you need um certain tools and processes that might involve tech and then the general operation so you've launched how are people going to to find you and how do they get into your sales funnel? How do you serve them? How do you talk to them? How do you manage that account? And these days, it's almost impossible to run a business without having social media accounts. And I don't mean that you need to be on all the different accounts or different social media platforms. That goes back to your market research. If you've done your market research, then you'll have an understanding of where your your audience hangs out. So are they on LinkedIn mainly? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Facebook? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Instagram? And you don't need to be everywhere. So pick one, maximum two, to start and start building that community so that when it comes time to launch, you launch through these communities and it's not starting from scratch. And then testing and feedback. See, like I said at the start, launching is an art. So when you launch, continue to, kind of measure what's happening, continue to test, you know, different types of messaging, different types of content, different ways of talking to your customers to see what is working and listen to feedback. One stat I didn't show is that 10% of startups fail because they ignore their customers. They ignore the feedback from their customers and 10% is actually high. So as part of launch, you have an opportunity to get to to get feedback, and that feedback might be people come back to you and say, I actually found it really difficult to use your website. I couldn't find that button. I didn't know what that was, um, or people say, you know, it's not clear to me what your product does. Don't just ignore them. You know, if you're getting that feedback quite a lot, then it means that you need to look at it. And you being a startup means that people give you a lot of leeway, and people are supportive in general. And they're giving you that feedback because they want you to do something with it and improve. And then you've got implementation processes. So when you have a customer, do you have um, a clear way that you manage them? You know, do they go into a funnel? Do you send them emails regularly? How do you deliver your product or service to them? And then finally build momentum because launching is just the beginning, right? Um, It's like getting married. So after you get married, you don't just sit around. There's now the marriage to actually um, do. So once you you launch, there's the whole momentum. So how are we gonna be running this business? What are we gonna be doing going forward? How do we keep moving? So I'm gonna run through really a checklist. Um, So when you want to launch, I suggest you have a pre-launch page. So even if your product or service isn't, your product or service isn't live yet and you're preparing to launch it have a pre-launch page a page that people can sign up to find out when you launch so that's especially with a community type approach um, to launch you want that kind of pre-launch page and that can be a landing page you don't actually need a website to have a pre-launch page there are tools that you can use to create a page um call them landing pages tools like unbounce for instance you can use unbounce to create a landing page um, even Mailchimp and your email um, platforms, your email marketing platforms, give opportunities for you to create landing pages. So you can start building that community with very minimal cost or zero cost even, and create email autoresponders. So when people sign up, don't just leave them to sign up and don't say anything. Make sure that they get an automatic message back, so that they know that you've seen their message, or their sign up or whatever. Thank them and keep them updated. Especially if they're filling out a pre-launch page, they want to know. Okay, so how how long till launch? What are you doing? Are there any competitions or contests? What what is going on? So keep them up to date. Start looking at PR early on for sure, um, and be testing. Make sure that you've got your social media analytics. You've got your your Google Analytics. If you're going to have a website, have that and be testing to understand. You know. The kind of traffic that's coming to your website, what pages people are landing on, that sort of thing. And like I said before, follow up. Okay, make sure you follow up with messages if people are commenting, if people are liking. Make sure that you follow up with those people and build relationships. Okay, Um, that is kind of the the body of it in terms of launching a business. I think one of the critical things is once you launch, that you're able to take that feedback and implement it into your business in a seamless way. So this um, checklist, which I've just kind of run through very quickly, um, we're going to create an actual kind of a document, like a PDF document with um, a detailed checklist. If that's something that you would like, um, please just email me and just, you know, just put in the subject checklist. And once we have that ready this week, I will just email it to you. And it's just a, it's just a checklist so that if you are launching a business or a product or service in the next few weeks, you can go through this checklist and make sure that you've got everything covered within that. So just quickly, what we do at the So this, what I've talked about today fits into our kind of strategy, communications and insights. Um, part of our business. Uh, What we do is we help businesses create a strategy, business strategy, we create communications plan, especially around content marketing and content strategy. And with the market research piece that sits in our insights um, part of the business. So we can um, do market research for you. We can go out and figure out, you know, who are the big players in the industry where you want to play in, what's the market size, and what, what slice of that market can you reasonably expect to get? And based on that you can have a good understanding of the investments you need and what you're likely to get back from that if you'd like more kind of support from us um just you know make a 30-minute appointment with me completely free chat if you'd like to talk about your launch or you want to make a business plan either for a new product or to scale up a product if you're looking for a go-to-market strategy i'm happy to spend 30 minutes with you kind of on a call chatting through what that is. I appreciate that what I've said today um, is not specific to any particular industry. So it's just to give you an idea of the things to think about. But on this call, we can chat a bit more and we can see maybe how, you know what I've said today might be applied specifically to your product or service. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Karoo Sofa Chats. Please find us at Apple Podcasts and Stitcher to subscribe to listen to more episodes. If you enjoy an episode, please review it and share it with a friend who you think might get some value from it. Thank you.